0: To scale the utmost high And catch a gleam of glory bright But still I'll pray till I've not found Lord, lead me on to higher ground Lord, lift me up and let me stand My faith on heaven's table
1: Good evening. Thank you for joining us tonight. Doing something a little different tonight, and we're actually going to do this a few times throughout this year and next year, where you get a chance to uh, listen to one of our shepherds, and uh, we're going to treat this sort of like a conversation or an interview. And tonight we have Larry Bell with us, one of our shepherds, who is. Uh, uh, one of my dear friends as well, and I appreciate him taking the time to do this. Before we start, though, I want to say, first of all, Jay, thank you. You get double pay. Whatever we usually pay, you get double <laughs> for doing Pew Packers and leading singing. And also, I want to remind our young men, uh, the deadline for preacher training camp is coming up very soon. So if you haven't signed up, please do so. We've got a few spots left. We'd love to see you there, so please go ahead and sign up if you haven't already. Now, the idea for tonight is talking to one of our shepherds about a certain aspect of their role. And tonight we're talking with Larry Bell about uh, leadership, something that I think he knows a little bit about in his role as a shepherd and in his role as uh, uh, fire chief. So uh, I'm going to ask Larry, first of all, just to tell us a little bit about himself, and then we'll get to asking some questions.
0: Good. This is, a, I think, a very good forum setting to talk about topics such as this. And I'm very passionate about this particular topic. Uh, Just a bit about myself. Uh, Me and my family came here from Baker Heights with about, I don't know, about 70 others or so. That was in the mid 90s. And I have seen this congregation grow. It's been very exciting to to do so. I have served here in the role of an elder since, uh, I think it was 2003. So about 15 years now. And I have learned a lot. Uh, I have learned that I have a lot left to learn. And, uh, but it's been very good. I served in the role of deacon before then, here at Baker Heights, and even before that at, at Southern Hills. And so uh, my, my time as in a leadership role and a serving role has been uh, fairly, fairly wide within the church. I do work for the fire department here as the, the fire chief. I'm actually retiring as of May 31st, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, It's been, like I said, 35 years. And when I first promoted into a supervisory role, it was 1990. And so that was over one company, and I've been fortunate to to progress up uh, through there. I've been a a chief officer since 1999. Uh, When you say it out loud, it seems like a long time ago. Uh, But I have. I have learned a few things, hopefully, uh, about leadership uh, in that role as well. I am, of course, married to my lovely wife, Danette. And we have two uh, children, uh, if you can call them uh, children, they're grown adults, that are both married. We have a son and a daughter. They're both married. And we're expecting our our fourth grandchild in August. And it'd be uh, Matt and Ryan's first and so we're we're looking forward to that so once again within the family uh, once again some some leadership so i look forward to the the visit this afternoon hopefully have some time that we can uh, answer some questions from from the group here too
1: absolutely well thank you larry Uh, i want to ask you first we hear this term servant leadership all the time when you hear that term what does that what does that mean to you more specifically than leadership what does servant leadership mean
0: i think in any area you think about those that you would consider as leaders and effective leaders. You think about it's about relationships. It's about putting self behind everyone else and leading upward. So you, when you talk about servant leadership, that's where it starts. You know, so there's, there's a lot of books written about leadership. There's a lot of books written about servant leadership. And without exception, the, the authors especially and the respective leaders, they reference back to the very same example. It goes back to, to Jesus Christ as the example of being a servant leader. And we see that time and time again throughout scripture of examples of of leading, which is a, a pretty good chore within itself. But when you throw in serving, it even adds to that. And there is a, a unique mix, and that's what we're going to talk about some this evening. I did want to uh, read a couple of passages that talks about this very thing. First of all, in Matthew chapter 20, we're reading verses 25 through 28. But so Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you You should be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. We see right off the bat there the the example that we're to follow in serving. And then in Matthew 23, Jesus talks about the scribes and the Pharisees. They love the place of honor at banquets, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and respectful greetings in the marketplaces, and being called rabbi by men. But do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, and you're all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. Some pretty strong words Strong example for us to try to follow. You know, I, like I said I, I serve in leadership roles in, in different parts of my life. The thing is, everyone here also leads in some way. And hopefully, some of the things that were said this evening will encourage you to, to lead in a very serving way. I think there's some, some misnomers as far as servant leadership. Servant leadership is not bowing down to everybody, it is not. Being a doormat. Being a servant leader comes with a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of, a lot of things that feed into being a servant leader. So we're going to talk about some of those things. Two things that I want to talk about, just right off the bat, when we talk about, especially here uh, at church, or really any organization, we're going to talk about shepherds here in a few minutes. But the first thing a servant leader in an organization, or in a group, must do, This is not being a doormat at all. It's being bold. It's stepping out and setting the direction, setting the vision. Why are we doing what we're doing? Here we're talking about making and growing disciples. Here at Oldham Lane, you've heard Chris say that. You've heard the elders say that. That's our why. That's the vision we have. That's why we exist. That's why the church is here. So that is a very definite. And as a servant leader, if you don't put that out front, then you're going to lose your focus, you're going to lose your direction. A second part of being a servant leader like that is then to help develop everyone else in support of that vision and that direction. Those that are struggling, those that you know have what it takes the potential to come up and serve and do, that's the second piece of being a servant leader. It's easily said to say, you know, Servant leader is what it's all about. But when you see it in action, that makes the difference. I think you've seen, and I've seen too many times, not too many times, but many times, is in our when we have a fellowship meal. If You'll notice, some of the elders, first thing they do when the meal starts to wrap up, is they're getting trash cans. They're getting brooms. They're getting the things to help start cleaning up, and sometimes a little, a little soon, so I'm thinking, guys, let ease up just for a few minutes. Let's talk, and let's, you know, let's this, this kind of fellowship here. But A lot of times, here comes the trash can around, you know, for, for picking up trash. That's a very small example of servant leadership, showing the way. This is what you do. You put yourself last. You put yourself in a servant's role, but still that leader is saying, here's the vision. We're moving forward with that. As a shepherd, think about it. We as shepherds, as elders here, we should be willing, as shepherds do, to lay our lives down for the sheep. And we have talked within the eldership about some of the sacrifices that need to be made on our behalf, uh, in some instances, because that's what needs to be done. But again, it shows the flock how to be. If you look at the, the word shepherd, you know, shepherding is a very much a godly leadership principle. It applies to the, the elders. Like I said previously, too, it applies for each one of us in here. You Think about the responsibilities of a, of a shepherd that is over sheep. Think about what a shepherd does. You've got to make sure that the flock is well fed. You've got to make sure that they get fed the correct things. You've got to make sure they're protected from all the evil forces that are around, the predators that are out there. You've got to be with the sheep. You've got to be present with them. Those are critical elements of being a shepherd. But you think about the sheep as well. And I'm not going to answer this long on every question. I think I'm kind of <laughs> taking off. But this is a, a lot of things. I'm very passionate about leadership. I really am. Uh, I think there's so much to be said and done towards leadership. But I want you to think about those who follow, who are the ones that the leader are leading and think about some of the characteristics and some of the things that go on there. First of all, a shepherd needs to be a very calming presence for the sheep, to let them know that, yeah, there's, there's struggles going on, there's difficulties going on, there might be conflict going on. But to be calm and reassuring that this is OK. got can make sure that the, the sheep stay disciplined and focused and stay on task with everyone else, sheep resist change. I, I don't know this for a fact. I'm, uh, I'm not a sheep herder, farmer, <laughs> uh, shepherd. Uh, but I've heard that when a sheep has some disruption in their life or their lifestyle, they are strongly impacted where they don't produce the, the wool, the things that they normally would do, just because they have a difficult time changing. When there's growth involved, there's going to be some discomfort and some things that go on and we do that. The shepherd, once again i really do see a, a shepherd in the church as an elder those three areas to provide for, to be there, to help out, to protect. I will tell you right now, I will go to the map for y'all. Satan is all around us. Satan is evil. He's deceitful. Seen it too many times, in too many situations, and in too many families. Satan is evil, and it's all about us. The elders pray for you. We know the struggles, some of the struggles that you're experiencing. There's There's nothing stronger than prayer for that protection. We're there for you. Last of what I'll say about this is that we, as you have probably have experienced, if you've experienced any struggles, uh, any challenges with health, with death in the family, the importance of the elders being there and being present, the ministry of being present. The thing is, all three of those have got to come together and intertwine with each other to make a strong, servant, leader. And that's
1: our goal. Thank you, Larry. Um, Would you say that an elder can meet all the qualifications that are listed in Scripture, he can check all of those off, but if he doesn't have the heart, like what you're talking about, then it really doesn't matter. And I think sometimes that's what happens a lot of times in churches, is that we promote someone who may meet all the scriptural qualifications but they don't exhibit the fruit of the spirit. They're not someone who has maybe the right heart or the right inclination to lead because maybe they don't understand people, maybe they don't have that, that, that rapport with people. Would you, would you say that to be true?
0: Oh, absolutely. The thing is, I know the, the elders that serve here, they're the best men uh, that you ever want to come across, but we're human,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we're human. And uh, you want to be, all those things I just mentioned uh, previously, but we're human. And we sometimes struggle uh, to, to do those very things, to be patient and to be kind, uh, all those things that we need to be, uh, we try our best. But sometimes it's a struggle. But yes, absolutely. It's a it has it comes down to the very core of who we are. Yeah.
1: And playing off of that, what would you say would be one of the biggest things, maybe a couple of things, but if, if you could give the congregation insight into what it is like being an elder, what, what do you wish the congregation knew about being an elder? Yeah, that's probably
0: the, one of the, the main things, is know that we are elders within the eldership to each other, and we hold each other accountable. Once again, we struggle sometimes with our leadership, and as you do with following. Sometimes it's difficult to follow, and sometimes we have good days, sometimes... We have bad days. But I can guarantee you the, the sole focus of what we're trying to accomplish is to get these this congregation here to heaven. That is our, our focus, our goal. We know difficult times will happen. We don't have the option of who to lead. Uh, everyone here. It's a volunteer organization. It is a volunteer organization. And uh, I've heard Eddie say it several times in the past that, you know, we may be trying to address this issue that's taken place, but what about these over here that are going to be impacted by that? And you see the impact it has across the entire congregation. Uh, We are the elders, the, the responsible ones, the shepherds for everyone within this congregation. And we take that very seriously, and we remind ourselves of that very thing. Another thing I would say is that we, we understand that, as, as leaders, that we lead at all times. I will tell you, it's really easy at the fire station, and in here too, but at the fire station, I'm thinking, it's really easy to sit in my office when things are quiet, nothing. You don't hear any calls on the radio. Uh, you know, People are coming by to say, hello, or this is being friendly, there's no issues. Piece of cake, I can be the fire chief for now on. It's those times whenever things start to fall apart. When you hear on the radio, something is not going well, or someone comes in with a personnel issue, and a very serious issue is going on in their lives, then all of a sudden, it changes. It's the very same thing here. We lead at all times, when things are going really well, but also when things are not going as well as we want. Uh, it's a big responsibility. The, it's it's uh, rewarding regardless of those times. But those are there's a few of the things that I know that uh, we, we deal with. A couple of things that I, I want to mention is we are intentional and purposeful in our communication, and we try to be. We sometimes, within the eldership, beat ourselves up because we say, we're not doing very good at communicating. But we try to gather information. We try to understand what is going on. We ask a lot of questions. It has to be very intentional, the decisions we make, because these are life decisions. We're not the master problem solvers. When someone comes to us, and they're having issues, and things are jumbled up, and they're distraught with what's going on, and they have a lot of problems, and they come in, we can't solve everyone's problems. Now, what we can do, we're the spiritual leaders here. We can, and we do, we go to scripture, we overlay that into the situation, we talk through, uh, the, the different things that may be going on in that particular situation. So we, we are going to be asking questions in those situations where we just need to communicate out to the congregation. You know, what's going on with the building? What's going on uh, with our security measures? Those type of things. And that's when we need to be very intentional. We have to know what's going on ourselves. We have to be informed. The way we get informed is we, we spend a lot of time together within the eldership, talking through these issues. We spend a lot of time talking with y'all about the things that are going on, and we ask a lot of questions. Just rest assured, once again, we want much best for each and every soul here.
1: And I would say that one of the things that you guys do very well is handling problems when they come up and, and dealing with issues. So I, I would definitely say that's one of y'all's uh, strong suits. Uh, but there are times when you're presented with an issue or a problem. I can remember, you know, in, in different situations I've been in in other congregations where, unfortunately, they had to let a minister go, or there was some unfortunate incident with a, with a member that ended up them leaving, and the elders did not feel comfortable sharing information. They didn't feel like that was right, and so everyone is left to draw their own conclusions. And the, there, There's times when the elders are just painted in a bad light no matter what they do, and so talk a little bit about that. What, are, what, are, what do you do in situations where things are brought to you and you're between a rock and a hard place and you really can't win either way? I mean, what is, what is the protocol? How do you deal with those situations?
0: And I appreciate that question. I think it's an important question really to, to answer. We avoid knee-jerk reactions. Sometimes you need to take action sooner than later, but there's usually time to reflect on the situation. There's time to get information, to discuss it through. We pray. We pray, we pray, we pray for the situation. Uh, when we go, we when we, th- we talk to the, the different individuals in a situation, we won't go alone. Uh, if you come to us with something, we will bring another elder or more into that discussion just to make sure that we're hearing correctly what's going on. Because we will take that back to the rest of the elders. We have nine elders here, but we need to communicate clearly what is taking place. So we, we try to pause, once again, try to present a, a calm demeanor, even though things may be going very, in a diff, very difficult way. We may ask you to come in and visit with the elders. And believe me, I know that can be a bit intimidating when you walk into a room with nine men, and they're, they're looking at you, and they're asking questions. But sometimes, most times, it's necessary. We need to know what is going on. We need to know what is happening
1: in, in lives. I think something that uh, that people don't always understand is that if you're a member of the Lord's Church, the eldership has every right to try to gain access into your life to help you when it's necessary because they are be- they have been charged with the spiritual welfare of your soul. And I think sometimes you'll hear people say, well, that's none of their business. Well, it may be. Yeah. It may actually be. And, and uh, you guys obviously have the monumental task of handling that in the right way, as, as godly as possible, and and trying to do it lovingly, and that's that's an, not an easy task.
0: Yeah, and know that it's not out of any other reason other than trying to get to resolution on whatever the situation may be. Uh, makes me think, too, and there have been situations like this, and not, I, I just want to bring it to your, to your attention, is you said there's some no-win situations. There's too many of those. <laughs> Uh, When we sit down and we say, you know, if we do this, this is going to affect this here. But if we do this, this group over here is not going to understand this. It's going to affect this one. And there's there's not a good absolute resolution to what is going on. And sometimes we say, we're going to get beat up. We're going to get beat up on this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's okay. That's what we do. You know, I I talked about being a protector. One of the things that I would bring to to light here is we don't need to be protected from those we lead. We ask and pray for your understanding and for your forgiveness when we fall short, because we do. There are sometimes there is not a good resolution. I would love it if there was every time to have a good solution to whatever's going on. But sometimes we, we are not going to say everything that went on. We can't. Uh, we're going we're to keep things confidential. It's important. There's a trust element that comes with servant leadership as well. You've got to be able to trust your leaders. And that's why we ask you is to trust us, even though you may disagree with whatever was decided. In the situation that you may be involved in, didn't go exactly the way that you thought it should. But know that as we're talking these things through, as we're praying things through, we are trying to come to the very best solution. We lay everything on scripture. We pray, we pray, we pray. We're, we're men that are looking for our way to heaven as well as we lead you. So I appreciate the question.
1: Well, and you know, I, I talked to our young guys about uh, preacher training camp. So many times they look at the role of a preacher or an elder and they think, who would want to do that job? Mm-hmm. You know, and so leave us with something. We're going to give you a chance to ask some questions here in a second. Leave us with something that you, know, you would say is the calling card for being an elder, the best part of it. What is, what is it about the eldership that you wouldn't trade for anything? Good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: Hopefully it's not too hard. You no, know, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm
0: on it. You know, there is nothing better, so I don't want to get misty here, because no. uh, I can think of a lot of situations where you see someone that has struggled so much, and they get through it, yeah. and perhaps with your help sometimes, in spite of your help, but they get through it, and we have a lot of people here going through a lot of different things that most in here really, really don't know, because they come to services with a smile on their face. Things seem to be OK. And when I see them, I know it's not. Those are the, the times where I'm thinking made a difference. You, you served for the kingdom. And there's a difference that was made there. I can tell you right now, one of my favorite things to do is on Sunday mornings, you see a couple of elders come up here and wait for someone to come if, if needed to just to be with them, to pray with them. And when I'm up here and I look, because your your faces are up because the music's up here on the screen now, I love that. I see your faces. And I look around and I say, wow, I remember what happened there. I wonder how they're doing. I see a situation over here. Oh yeah, I forgot about that over there. I, think I need to call them. And you see and you do you understand the servant leadership? You understand it. Yeah. And and that's what makes it worthwhile. Uh, you know, they've been doing this for, for several years now, and there are hard times, there's difficult times, but there are so many good times. I think the times we come together, I think time and again about whenever our first service in this building. And we came in on that Saturday night, and we were getting everything cleaned up, straightened up. And I remember sitting right over here, and Bob Connell, someone said, Let's, you know, I wonder what the scene's gonna sound like in this in this building. Bob said, let's, let's find out. are we saying. That goes to my core. I love this congregation. And I want you to know that we're going to do everything we can. We're going to shepherd the very best we can. I ask you that when you see one of the elders, go up there and give him a, a hug. I like hugs. Some thanks. Uh, but know that we're, we're here. And I would ask that you be here. That's one of the things, Think talking about working with a volunteer organization, You're right. uh, is everybody has to, has to step up and fill that gap. We're, we're reliant on each other. We need you here. We need you whenever there's something going on that's taking place with our entire congregation. We need you there. We're reliant on you. So understand that. And that's not anything other than just pure honesty. So make every effort to to be here and be a part of this congregation, this family. That's important.
1: Thank you, Larry. Uh, I want to give a a few minutes to ask some questions. Zinny's got a microphone back here. So if you'll wait for him to come to you so everybody can hear the question. Uh, no commentary, please. Just questions, and and if you would keep them brief. Easy, so if you have a an easy, an easy it's not stump the elder. So anybody have any questions or anything they'd like to ask of Larry uh, or any of the elders? Oh no, not Rob. <laughs> he's he's coming. Yeah. What are your two biggest challenges that you face that you found out as being an elder? Two or three of them, okay?
0: Okay. The challenges. Uh, yeah couple of the challenges, some of the biggest challenges, is that feeling of helplessness. Uh, when you want to be able to make a difference and you see the hurt that's going on and having that helpless feeling, know that you can go to the Lord in prayer, uh, that, that makes a huge difference. second challenge, and this is fixing to be remedied somewhat for me, is time. Uh, it seems like there's never enough. Uh, it's like everybody else in this room. We have just a, a certain number of minutes and seconds in the day, but whenever you have a lot of obligations and you're going in you know, many different directions, whether it be in the job, just uh, community events, all the different demands of family, all those different things, and knowing that people here need you, and that would be a, a big challenge as well. Uh, time to stay in God's Word, time to stay in prayer, time. Thanks.
1: Anybody else? I guess you did such a good job. Nobody has it. any That's questions. Good. That's
0: yeah, good. you know, leadership is such a broad category. Uh, whenever you know, Chris mentioned we talk about leadership, I thought, oh wow. Okay, uh, what direction do we go? We're talking about leadership. With <coughs> leadership, leadership, at its core, is having others follow in the direction that you're going and I mentioned this when we first started, is being a leader is everyone's responsibility. And even more important is servant leadership. I think it would be appropriate to end with a couple of passages. Uh, yes,
1: and an invitation. If you okay.
0: In Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40, reads, When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together, One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. And remember Christ's example. We talked about at the very beginning about the ultimate example of being Jesus Christ as far as being a servant leader. A familiar passage, Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 11. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on the purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself taking the form of a bond servant, and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Our example right there.
1: Thank you, Larry. Thank you so much for being here tonight, and we thank you for giving us a a little bit of your heart tonight letting us see into uh, the life of an elder, and we're going to do this again a few times this year and on into next year too. Um, If you have a need tonight that we can help you with, as larry said uh, there are a lot of people that are struggling with a lot of different things and we should feel like that we can come here and and receive prayer and encouragement uh god never intended for us to practice christianity on an island or in isolation and we know it's tough we know it's difficult and all of us struggle and so if we can help you in some way tonight please come forward and uh if you're ready to put on christ in baptism if you're ready to study the bible and ready to learn what it means to be a a New Testament Christian, then we'd certainly love to set up a Bible study with you or immerse you tonight. So whatever your need is, Jay's going to lead us in a song. Why don't you come as we stand and as we sing?